Good morning. Thank you, worship band, for leading us, preparing our hearts as we open the word. Hopefully that's what worship through song did for you this morning. It prepared your heart to hear the word of God. I also want to take just a second. I know we often do this, but I don't want to leave this out of this morning because I have a lot of respect and reverence for where I stand right now. I don't think that there's anything more special about this than the seats you're sitting in. But the man who normally stands here, Pastor John and his wife Shelly, have gotten away for the week and gotten some much-needed rest. I know we all need rest. I hope you will get away and get some much-needed rest as well. But he puts in a lot of work every week, and as we step into this spot, we realize that the tension that comes with this spot is a lot greater than the seat we sit in on every Sunday morning. Sometimes we don't recognize that. I want to take a moment and recognize that. And if he's listening, I want to thank him for all the work that he did in 2020, that we are still unified as a church, that we are still able to do this each and every Sunday, in large part is due to the vision and the constant prayer that was given to one man and said by one man. Joined by many other people, we all joined with him in that, but his vision is, he is the lead shepherd, and I want to thank him for that. I want to thank him for all of the work he did studying the Word of God last year, all of the work he did to love us as a staff, all of the work he did through us to love you as a congregation. So the first Sunday in January, I just want to say thank you, Pastor John, and thank you, Shelley. And I'm glad you're getting some much-needed rest. I also want to thank Pastors Tim, Michael, Jared, and Stephen for bringing us the word these past weeks. It's been really um, good, would you say, to have some different voices and some different uh, people up here. It's been really good to hear from the hearts, to hear the hearts of our different pastors, and that's been fun. I also want to thank you for the opportunity this morning to share with you. Please, um, God has a word for you. It's not my voice. It's the voice of God I hope you hear this morning. And our God is a God of miracles. This morning, I want to take just a little bit of time to tell you about my morning. wasn't planned, obviously, not part of my sermon, so I may have to make up for it later. But I want to take a little time to tell you about my morning. Here's my morning. Wake up, get ready, everything's good. I realized that last night I didn't hit print in time to, to print this morning's notes. And so I hit print, and the printer comes out, and many of you have experienced this. I'm not the most, uh, I'm not the best at keeping up with the ink in my printer, and so it didn't look good. I couldn't read it. So I left my house at 8.04. I rushed down to the church offices. Now, realize I have not had coffee. On Thursday nights when I preached, Caleb always brings me a rock star. I think that benefits him more than it benefits me, but he brings me a blended rock star from the human being. It's really good, and it gives me energy. Caffeine, does it give you energy? Have you guys all had your coffee this morning? Some of you are looking like you need some coffee. I don't know. We don't serve it here, but some of us are drinking right now. Good job. So, the coffee, drinking coffee right now. So, yes, I hadn't had my coffee, and I got to the church office, and I realized I didn't, also didn't bring it with me. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I didn't have any amount of caffeine this morning. And I realized that when I got to the church office, and I thought, I hope I have energy when I get through this. Printed, got here, left my house at 8.04, got here at 8.15, and that 
was a miracle of God. I mean, the, the lights changed and, and things happened that needed to happen in order for all this to come together and me not to, to break down and end up in the ER with an anxiety attack. And so, so I get here and I, I have to put my microphone on and I go back and I start working on the microphone. Well, when I put it away on Thursday, the same one I use on Thursdays, when I put it away, it kind of got crumpled up so it wasn't fit it anymore, so I had to fit it, and I'm working, I'm working, and finally, at 8.29, I sat down in my seat, and I realized something. Adrenaline is as good as coffee. (laughs) So, if you forget your coffee, find a way to get adrenaline pumping. I don't know what that looks like. Just don't affect other people in the process, like don't drive dangerously or anything like that. I was very safe. Everything happened this morning, but adrenaline is the natural boost that I needed in order to uh, survive without caffeine this morning. So our God, uh, what we're talking about today is our God is a God of miracles. And I still believe that's true today, just like it was when we first read about it in Scripture. From the first page of Scripture to the last, to every page that's being written today, our God is a God of miracles. Not just miracles in the Old Testament, but right now, today, miracles a miracle. That God took a broken 22-year-old and put him on the path to healing is a miracle. If you knew me as a child, if you knew me as an 18 to 22-year-old, you would identify with that miracle. Maybe you have that story in your own life. Maybe you, sitting there today, realize all of the miracles God's performed to get you here this morning. If we can't look back at 2020 and see a few miracles, then, then we need to do some evaluation. And there's three particular miracles I want to point out for you this morning. First, I want to point out that our God is a God of creation. And we read about that in Genesis, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created all living And God created Adam. God continues to create, even today, every life created by God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139 tells us, by God. You are created by God for a purpose. Every life, every human being created by God. He's a God of creation. Can you look around? Have you gotten up? to the mountains and gotten into the snow this season at all. The fact that we have snow that provides water throughout the year, even though sometimes it falls short of our needs, there's snow. Have you looked at the mountains after a rainy day? Like, I don't like the rain that much. Um, I, I don't care for it. I do like the rain when I'm inside. I like the snow when I'm inside and warm, but I don't like being wet and I don't like being cold. So I don't like getting out in the rain and I don't like getting out in the snow. That's different. Some of you have been snowboarding so much this season that you, you walked into church this morning like, oh, like a 50-year-old man. Um, you love the snow, right? I, I don't. But I, when I look at it from here, when I can see the mountains on a clear day, I really love the snow. And I take a moment and I worship God for creation Have you ever looked at somebody else around you and just thought to yourself, wow, fearfully and wonderfully made. God created them. Parents, do you ever look at your children and just think, God created you? Not mom and I, not dad and I, God created you. 
God is still creating today, and our God is a God of resurrection. We have many stories of resurrection in Scripture. Elisha was a protege of Elijah. Elijah performed about eight miracles in, in Scripture. We read about eight miracles in Scripture. And Elisha, his protege, we, we can say was probably about 16. And we read about one of Elisha's resurrection miracles in 2 Kings 4, 32 through 37. Now this is a miracle of God. And I am in the wrong chapter. That's why it wasn't making sense to me. I apologize for that. Four, I, I tagged the wrong chapter. 432 through 37. Let's get there. You're already there. So when Elisha came into the house, he saw the child laying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay hand and lay on the child. Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon the flesh of the child, as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. Ezekiel 37 tells us the story of the, well, let me back up just a little bit because Elisha's last miracle is important too. Elisha's last miracle in his life was performed uh, from the grave. There was a man that had died and was being buried. And they took this man out to bury him. And as they did, armies came. And so they had to hurry. And in a rush, they threw the man into Elisha's grave. And the man touched Elisha's bones and came back to life. He was resurrected. Elisha had his last miracle of resurrection. Ezekiel 37 tells us the story of the prophet Ezekiel and his vision of the valley of dry bones. This is a story that impressed me when I read it during my Old Testament survey class, so much that I read it again and again. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around among them. And behold, there were many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Safe answer, right? That's a safe answer. O oh Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I, came, as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bones. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, 
and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Where are you this morning? It's been a long year. Where are you this morning? Do you feel that sense of dryness in your life? Do you feel like you are here this morning, but that you've entered the valley of dry bones? 2020 got you feeling like dry bones? Dry bones? Hear the word of the Lord. Family, friends, got you feeling down? Got you feeling like dry bones this morning? Dry bones? Hear the word of the Lord. Work? Life? Got you feeling like dry bones? Dry bones? Hear the word of the Lord. What's overtaking taking you? What's taken life from you? What's taken energy from you? What's taken your breath Dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. In the New Testament, Jesus performed many miracles. He controlled the wind and the sea in Matthew 8, 26. These miracles also included miracles of resurrection. You see, what we see in Ezekiel 37 is the miracle of resurrection. Ezekiel goes out and he, he in obedience commands the bones to live, and when they begin to breathe, there's a rattling of life that comes to them, a rattling of bones that he hears. And life begins to to form on these dry bones, and there's a rattle. It must have sounded incredible to Ezekiel. And flesh was restored. These were bones that were long dead, people that were done, When I was 22, I had long been dead. I needed Jesus. I needed resurrection life. It was the rattle of dry bones that Ezekiel heard that let him know God was working. And he continued to preach. He continued to be obedient. And that miracle of resurrection continues. In the New Testament, we see it several times with Jesus. He performs miracles, resurrects people from the dead. Even after his own death, Jesus was resurrected. And Matthew 28 tells that story. And in Matthew 28, too, this. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. You've heard the story. It's the story of Easter, right? We've we've done Christmas. We've celebrated the birth of Jesus. And now from Christmas to Easter, we celebrate 30 years before Jesus' ministry started. An additional three of ministry And so from now till Easter, don't stop thinking about what God did when he brought a Savior into the world and start focusing on what's coming. Read through the gospel from the birth story to ministry that 
that Jesus started, to the resurrection that happened on Easter morning. Sometimes as Christians, we live from Christmas to Easter, right? Sometimes people live from Christmas to Easter. We show up at church on Christmas, and we celebrate the birth of Christ. We show up at church on Easter, and we celebrate the resurrection. Praise God. Thank you. But we don't realize that every other day of the year, God's performing miracles. That every day we get up, we should celebrate the miracle that he's performed in our life. If you're here this morning and you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you are a living miracle. And you've experienced resurrection life. He has brought you back from the dead. At 22, that happened to me. Jesus wasn't the first man resurrected, but he was the first man resurrected for the sin of all. And that's a miracle. It's a miracle that we shouldn't stop celebrating just because the government hasn't given us a holiday to celebrate. It's something that we should be excited about every day. It's something that we should live in every day. Dry bones... Hear the word of the Lord. Come to life. Celebrate life. I love movies. I love Disneyland. I love sitting down and eating in restaurants. I love all of those things. And yet, each and every day of my life that I have survived without them has been a miracle to be celebrated. I have a story to tell. I often tell our satellite group, our young adult group, I tell them, look, there are really three testaments. We have two here, greatest story ever told, greatest truth that we possess, greatest miracle that we can interact with God by reading his word. The Old Testament, I tell them, the first testament is the story of God and his people, Israel. And we read about many, many things. And we can learn from those things. The second testament is the story of Jesus and the miracle of salvation, resurrection life. And we get to read about that and interact with God on that. And the third testament is the story of his Holy Spirit. And young people, I tell them, and I'll tell you as well, young people, some of you are not as young as I am, but I'm going to tell you anyway, young people, you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. You're the presence of the Holy Spirit. God is still writing his story today, each and every day, a new page a new story to tell, and you are a part of that testament, that third testament that exists. And it may never be written in words like we get to enjoy now, that we get to interact with God with now, but it is part of the story he's telling. You are a part of the story he's telling. That's important to hear. Our God is a God of resurrection, and he resurrected us. When we were dead in our sin, he brought us to life. He gave us a way, a better way, as we sang earlier. But our God is also a God of salvation. 
And it's all tied together. He's a God of creation. He's a God of resurrection. And he's a God of salvation. Jesus' death and resurrection, they were a miracle. And it was a miracle of salvation. With me to John 11, 25 and 26. It says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Jesus asked that question. So I'm asking you this morning, on behalf of Jesus, do you believe this? Do you believe that you are a miracle of God? Created, resurrected from the dead, and saved from death to life. Do you believe that? If you believe, nod your head. At home, nod your head with me. I can't see you, but I want you to participate. Do you believe that? Because if you don't believe that, you have a lot of work to do between now and Easter Sunday. If you don't believe that, I want to talk to you because I want to look you in the eyes and tell you that you are a child of God. You are a child of God, a miracle of God. That resurrection power that God gave his son, that God gave his son's disciples, that God has given us exists. And you can be brought from death to life. It doesn't only happen in a moment. See, when I was 22, I made that decision. But there are several other times where I have felt dead in my faith. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. God brought me back from that. As I interacted with him through scripture, as I interacted with him through his church and his people, God brought me back from the dead again and again and again and again. So that my story continues to be written so that I can tell of the great news of what God did for us at the cross. But more importantly, at the tomb. Or equally importantly, at the tomb. Resurrection. You are creation of God, being resurrected and brought to salvation by the resurrected Jesus. I want you to hear that this morning. As we start 2021... We have great hope for what's to come. I saw posts online where people were eating in a restaurant, and that brought them great joy. God can bring you so much more joy than, than that. I'm glad you got to do that, and I'm glad that brought you joy. Someday, there's a theme park that's going to open, and I'm going to go, and it's going to bring me great joy. But I have to keep in mind that the joy that God brings me each and every day is more than that. Even in sadness and sorrow, even in sickness, even in fear of what tomorrow holds or what I may or may not be able to do, God can bring me joy. I should celebrate in those moments that I am a miracle of God, that God has imparted salvation to me that I will celebrate life at the end of it with him. These are miracles. In just a few moments, as the worship band comes out, in just a few moments, we're going to sing a song called Rattle. 
You may question newer songs from time to time, as you should. You should look them up. You should study what they mean. You should find them in Scripture. But as we discovered in Satellite last fall, we are singing Scriptures. These new songs that have been written, we are singing Scriptures. This song by Elevation Worship tells us a story of God's miracles. My favorite thing we are going to sing is this. I believe that there's another miracle here in this room. And I believe that with my whole heart. That there's a miracle waiting to happen right here this morning. That there's a miracle in this room. That somebody is going to hear the word of the Lord this morning. That somebody is going to sing out to God and sing the word of the Lord this morning. And God's going to change their life. And he's either going to bring them from death to life, resurrection, new life in him. Or he's going to restore their dry bones, this drought that they've been in. God, the God of creation, resurrection, and the author of salvation, mine and yours, is ready to perform another miracle here this morning, right here in this room. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. The prayers that you say on our behalf, on the behalf of pastors, and we appreciate you so much. And we can't say it enough. The fact that we get to gather together here this morning and worship God is a, is a miracle. That God wants us to gather and worship him. Praise God for that. That God wants and draws us into personal relationship with him is exciting. We're also going to take communion Pastor Tim's going to lead us in communion this morning. We're going to celebrate these miracles of God, the God of creation, the God of resurrection, and the God of salvation. Ezekiel 37, if you read nothing else this week, read that amazing story of an amazing man who interacted with God in amazing ways. I hope you guys have a blessed week. Let's worship together.